Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Like the last, when I did the Braxton Hunter one, there was like several comments like, look how respectable she looks. And that was totally what I was going for. As so I was like, <laughs> get it, get it. I appreciate it. Um, but some other ones, they're just like, okay. Oh, was it? So I should tell you, we, we, just went, we just went live right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, we're live, everyone. And yeah. I just thought it was funny because I was, I was trying to get it into the sit on my face thing because... Oh. I, I happened to be in the car yesterday and <laughs> I was playing uh, the, Monty Python, the Monty Python oh, Instant Record Collection <laughs> for my daughter in the car because we were just driving home and I was trying to introduce her to British humor. Oh, and okay. then <laughs> the song called Sit on My Face <laughs> came on. Sit and my, I'm like, that you really me? hurry and fast forward through that one. Nope, can't <laughs> listen to that one. There was a lot of skit that came up and I'm like, nope, can't talk, can't listen to that one. And I just, I'm glad she didn't catch on to the crunch, the crunchy frog skit that they have because one of the constable's oh, name in that, that is one. is Constable Clitoris. <laughs> yep. Uh, the one that uh, my it's dad. It's about truth and labeling, is what it my really My dad is. would let me listen to it, but we would have to turn off if my siblings were in the car, which I don't think we should because I don't think it's that untoward, but every sperm is sacred. <laughs> yeah. Like, every kids- sperm is great. <laughs> but I like I think kids can know what sperm is like I think that's an okay thing for most kids and like by the by the time they're old enough to know what it is they're gonna go what's a sperm like that's when they're old enough because like before that they're gonna be like word I don't care about like <laughs> that, that's what it is most of the time where you're like you're yeah. really worried about it and you're like wait why am I worrying about that that's not something that is even going to be in their consciousness and then like if they're really young and you're not really yet ready to explain sex um, like you can just be like, it's the part that, uh, daddies provide to make babies. There you go. Yep. I've done ah, that it's a science you're be song. Like, okay. And they're like, so is that sacred? And then you go, no, it's oh. really not. That's the joke. And then they'll be like, okay. But, uh, in Adam's family, I can't remember which one it was, but, um, somebody asked Wednesday about her parents or something. And like, and she's like, my parents had sex and it was a PG movie and she just says it. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> what sex? <laughs> yeah. Just Wednesday just knows what she knows where she came from. Her parents had sex. And I'm like, it's awesome. It's cool. That's what I like about the Adams family. Like all, anything altogether with those people is that like, they're supposed to be portrayed as like this. Oh, look how wacky and weird they are. But I'm like that. But they're super they're healthy. A, yeah, but it's a <laughs> very healthy, healthy relationship and they love each other. Dearly. They have a very healthy family. Like uh, Morticia is a very engaged mother, but she's also like a very hands off mother. So she's engaged, but she's not over. Like she's not a helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gomez is an intensely loving partner uh who but is, knows his boundaries too yeah <laughs> and like they 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 have they practice bdsm and like they're so supportive of each other uh morticia starts talking with gomez and she's like i just don't feel like i can do it all and then he's like and she's like i think i get it need a nanny and he's like yeah yep sounds good live your best life my wife i'm happy <laughs> that you can understand that you're not like the, that we need to bring more help into this like it's so great it's so wonderful. And, and Morticia's like, she's so sexually awoke, like, like awoken. Like she's just so sexually there, like it, like comfortable with her own body. But then she's also not an object. Right. Yeah. Like, ah! and she's still a mother. Like you never see this. You never see fully sexual, uh, fully autonomous motherly figures. It's either like they're a mama bear or they're a sex pot. They're not the same thing. And if they're a mom in a sex pot, then they're a shit mom. But not Morticia. No, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing great. <laughs> 
And by the way, she wants a nanny so she can spend more time communing with the dark forces. So like, well, I'm yeah, for that. like you do. <laughs> like I have a different aesthetic from her, but like respect, sister. Like we're sisters. <laughs> Wait, Trump is now saying that Rick Perry is the guilty party. What? Oh no, he's he's trying to find room under that bus for. Did you hear that he called for the impeachment of Mitt Romney now? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like he claimed that somehow Mitt Romney was alienating Utah voters. Yeah. Right. No. 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 (laughs) That's. I mean, we knew that President Shit for Brains had Shit for Brains, but he honestly does not understand the the differences between the different states. He just really no. He just thinks because Utah <laughs> voted for him super hard that he's like, they're more loyal to me. No, they're not. They no, never Utah will be. Even Utah didn't even vote for him that super hard. Yeah, uh, most people were like for McMuffin. Weren't they the most consistent religious base, though? No, I don't think so. I think they were. No, because you had Evan McMullen that could that took got, some of the votes yeah, away. So McMullen got more more votes than, That's true. than Hillary here. That's true. That's right. McMuffin. Because everybody like, didn't help McMuffin. <laughs> Who the fuck is McMuffin? Evan uh, McMullen. He was a he wasn't on like most states' ballots. Yeah. He was a yeah. Mormon out of here in Utah and he was and he got like not a third of the votes. A pretty substantial amount for the but state. But he got but like is. a bunch of Mormons who did not feel that it was morally justified to vote for Trump, mm-hmm. but will be damned if they vote for a Democrat and a woman. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he was he was the handy dandy the handy dandy escape valve for for like Republican voters in this state. And honestly, the guy is not the worst. He should have been running for office after that. I, I think that he would have been an interesting politician to have running. Um, and the reason he's not the worst is because he's never been a politician before. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't gone down to the path of the dark side yet. Yeah. And so like he, you know, I think that he, uh, he, he could have easily been pushed even from the left. Like, I think he could have been pushed left. Um, I mean, it's like for certain issues like Medicare for all, which 70% of Americans want, that would be really easy to get a Republican backing something like that from Evan McMuffin. Right. But that. the but the the real <laughs> the real reason he didn't actually stick around to do anything substantial is because the guy has no spine. None. Yeah. No. Oh, he got guy. one on Twitter. Finally, he finally got one when he started doing Twitter heavily because everybody's like Trump's a disaster, and he's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> well, then he shouldn't have run. That, he should have campaigned for Hillary. Take, that that fucking takes a spine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Trump's a disaster. No fucking shit. No, Evan. Evan should have. If he really wanted to defeat Trump, if he that that's really what he wanted to do, he should have started campaigning for Hillary as a Republican. Yeah, that's it. That was the end of the thing, and that's why we hated him on the show back then. And I want, I want Hillary to run huge, as the Republican candidate. Right. I want her to run as a Republican. <laughs> she could. She could. Uh, she's not as Republican as Joe Biden, but. <laughs> And at one um, point, Ann Coulter find her Republican during, I guess, when Obama won or Obama two. I don't know, but like, oh, oh, did you guys watch Samantha B this week by chance? Negatory. I, I don't have I, yes, to watch I did. TV. <laughs> so you saw. I, I, I watch a I watch a lot of Samantha B, but I have no idea what weeks they're from. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she interviewed Elon Omar. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah she's really in my good. neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. I love Well, I she's love, St. Louis Park. I drive by her through her district every day. I love I love Elon. I love her. I think she's amazing. Oh, she's um, very well loved here, except for like the occasional white Republican, but Yeah, oh, so you're every your your garden variety fucking racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's brilliant. Yeah, it helps that she's really fucking good. She's amazing. <laughs> and um so Samantha B asked her straight out, so she goes, So not Joe Biden, then she goes not Joe Biden. And like, I mean the seething hatred from Elon. And I was like, I knew I loved you. (laughs) (laughs) She's so cool. (laughs) And I know she's a a Muslim and I'm an atheist and I'm opposed to religion in general. Um, I think her and I could get along and have some pretty interesting conversations. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's almost like people can have their own personal beliefs and not have them intrude. In in the scope of the world and uh, the impacts of Islam, it's not as bad as Christian colonialism because hmm. colonialism was Christian and the effects have been far more devastating than Islam has ever been. Yeah. So how dare you? Islam is the worst, as the the, the, worst. New, the new yeah, atheists would tell you. Yeah, no. yeah. Islam, Islam in comparison to Christianity has been fairly uh isolationist. They yeah. left the fuck Well, they home. were isolationist in a response to colonialism. Well, right, right. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, it's real, almost I'm like really I'm extra mad at Christianity this week, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm always mad at it, but I'm extra mad this week. Like colonialism and just it's abusive and I'm just done. Well, then you also had the Ottoman Empire for hundreds of years, pretty much almost dominate that the Middle East and that and the Ottomans were effectively a pretty um, isolationist group. And even then, a lot, lot of Muslims in those areas were lining up and like a lot of these strict uh, policies are just yeah that's kind of stupid yeah, i could be well, muslim and, uh, and islam not is, be um, islam is, is interesting because it didn't have like a centralized organizing uh you know it, 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 it wasn't centralized it didn't have a vatican it didn't have a state sanctioned center that was the expansionist government as well right where the catholicism yeah, and still... thus christianity did have the expansionist roman empire which was also eventually the center of the catholic church and they were the same thing where islam never had that so there are like much like judaism islam has a wide variety of sects and to a point where um the average muslim feels it's far more of a personal thing. Your average, even in the countries where they have like domineering classes that use Islam as an excuse, mm -hmm. the average Muslim there isn't that concerned with it. It's more of their personal experience with it, which is why if you go to say Brooklyn in a Muslim neighborhood, uh, you'll see women wearing just a hijab, walking with women in full niqabs. And like, you can get drunk with women in hijabs that they do drink a lot of them, not all of them, a lot. Yeah, There's a lot of Muslims who drink actually, like the a most lot. Inter interesting um, story I have to tell about that. I was flying from Kuwait back to the U.S. and Kuwait is a dry, dry country, so no drinking, no doing anything fun. And as soon as we reached international airspace, suddenly every it was party central. Oh, Everyone yeah. was taking off their, I guess, their mandatory robes at jobs and, yeah, various other headgears and start just drinking, having a good time. It's just like you could see the energy of all these people like, hey, let's have some fun. Yeah, no, and, a, a lot of them. Um, have you, you guys, have you guys read Kite Runner? The Kite Runner? I haven't read it yet. It was written no. by a Muslim American man. Um I believe an immigrant and, and it's loosely based on some of his own personal experiences. Like the father character is based on his father. Um, but it's, it is fiction. It's a novel, but there is like, it is informed by his real world experience. Yeah. He was an immigrant. It's really good. Very tough to read. Um, but I read it in a uh, high school, but I was in a college literature course. And, um, the father character says, if there is a God, and now this guy would identify as Muslim, okay? Mm -hmm. But he says, if there is a God, I think he has more important things to worry about than my drinking whiskey or eating pork. And that was like, thank you. Because like, I already didn't believe in the traditional God. And I was just like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. But the thing is, that perspective amongst a lot of Muslims like there's that that perspective holds true for a lot of Muslims. A lot of Muslims are like, you know, I don't know, God or stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, like raised, most most Christians. Most Christians. Way. Most okay, let's put it this way. Most religious people yeah. in general are which that is way. why 
you they're, can they're have Jack Christians, Jack Mormons, Jack Muslims, you know, they're just they have like a general feeling of God, but they're pretty sure hell does no one goes to hell. If you ask them, they're like Hitler's in hell. That's it. It's Hitler and Stalin, maybe, if they know anything about <laughs> Stalin, but they probably don't. <laughs> they know Stalin's a bad guy, but they're like, we know he's not Hitler. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a sure, which is sure weird. It is, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty exclusive. Yeah, Genghis exactly. Khan? You gotta be like a bad person. <laughs> no, they don't know how bad they don't know that Genghis Khan was bad. They'll just they don't be like, know that probably Stalin not him. was <laughs> starved <laughs> his own fucking people. And I don't Stalin. even know if you can really qualify Genghis Khan as really terribly evil. Oh, I think you can. He did bring pants to the Western world. Fuck him then. Fuck him. I mean, he, he was big on, you know, education and shit like that. Was education it? at the point of a sword. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, education wasn't the norm in Europe for the common folk until Charlemagne. Fuck him, too. Yeah. But- yeah. Oh, no. Fuck Charlemagne. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're not talking about Europe. I mean, Genghis Khan made it to Europe. Yeah. Well, after Charlemagne. Barely. I thought it was before Charlemagne. He made it into Hungary and Poland, I believe, was the extent of the yeah, Mongol but I mean, Empire. But yeah. Generations. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go look at Mon- Mongolian dance, you understand the underpinnings of ballet. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. It's not quite ballet, but it's not entirely separate. As a dancer. I'm glad I hang out with smarter people than me sometimes. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. Um, oh, my, my I used to hang out with this guy. All the shit I've learned. I so used to hang out with I'm this guy. I'm a high guy. school dropout. <laughs> I used to hang out with this guy, and he was a real idiot. <sighs> I, hope he, I hope he watches this every once in a while. Like, I guarantee this fucker's still thinking of it. Anyway, he was a real idiot. I told him I was taking diversity in dance uh, as my diversity course. And I got to tell you, not a great course. Um, Sounds but, pretty dry. <laughs> well, the they got a white person to teach us African dance. <laughs> as if there was no African people who were experts in dance here. But, like but It's Utah. There are no African people here. I have taken it? several classes from her. I took... I took pictures for her just so she, like, she let me take a free class from one of these women. She's from Nigeria. She's amazing. She wears some shoshon, and I think that's neat. And she, she, like, she knows so many kinds of African dance because she teaches Africans, I think. Uh, No, Afrobeat, sorry. Afrobeat, which is um, your modern dance of Africa, but their relationship to dance is so different than in, like, like, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it's really cool. Anyway, I've taken right. several classes from her. Um, you can find African people teaching African dance. Um, but before he started this class, his response was, so it's all mating rituals. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Uh, that's that's a little colonial. Uh... <laughs> a little. I mean, but sure. Also, sure. sure. All dance mating ritual. There we go. Yeah. All fucking dance is mating. All dance is for There we fucking. go. No. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, so many dances are clearly not related to fucking. So many. Uh, they, there's um, one dance that we did learn about uh, was um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember where it was from. I think it's Ghana, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, it was, uh, they have a specific dance just for when like the people bring back fish. It's just like, yay, fish! And they have a dance for it, and it's the best. It's Thanks for the fish. Yeah, they just like yeah. gay fish, and I'm like, you know what? We need more dancing for joy in life. Like fish is great. Fish oh, I is can, delicious. I can I can tell you there is going to be a great American impeachment dance. <laughs> there, there are going to be so many kids that are going to be born nine months after he that guy gets out of office. Oh, <laughs> oh, so there are going to be some fucking. I got hardware installed, so that's not going to be me. But so many people naming their kids Peach, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you can bet that they won't name them Rudy Giuliani. Did you know oh, there's a goddess of America? Did you There's know? a goddess it, of America. There is. is it not you? I, I, 
<laughs> oh, honey, I have no loyalty to the concept of America. <laughs> um, okay, then it's divine. I mean, those are the two choices in my No, opinion. no, Columbia. Yeah. Her name is Columbia. You know Columbia where, Pictures? Yeah, that's where they yeah, that's the little, yeah. yeah, but she her she they just borrowed the torch from the Statue of Liberty. That was never Yeah, they did. That was never her thing. Right. But right. Columbia made an appearance in uh, American Gods. Yeah, that's how I found out about her. Yeah. I, she was I liked cool. her in the liked Rocky it. Horror picture show. <laughs> um haha. But I'm yeah, bound no. and determined to derail every fucking joke. Uh, but <laughs> she's based on an actual Roman goddess for the British Highlands, Britannia. Yeah. And she was like from the Romans invading. <laughs> and like, then America's like, we have a goddess too. That's not counter to Christianity. We're America. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it wasn't just the British Britannia. It was also like the Italian Italia Turia. And the French Marianne. Marianne only came after the revolution. Yeah. Before yeah. that, it was Joan of Arc, who uh-huh. was like a symbol of the legitimacy of the, the monarchy. Mm-hmm. But see, and then after the Republic, then they kind of stole the socialist, like anti-patriarchalness uh, from like the socialists, even though it was still patriarchal. And they made it Marianne. And then Russia had Mother Russia. <laughs> yeah, 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 they all had goddesses. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's this weird, you know, uh, in, inherent social imperative to have a a an authority figure. Well, but none of these women were authority figures so much. Well, and that's the thing is like they were, uh, they were more like they were they were authority figures that existed but could be disregarded. No, they weren't. But that's the thing is they they weren't so much authority as they were. A guiding light, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, that, like they were inspirational figures rather than authoritative figures. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, the, like Marianne, she started out as like a socialist figure, specifically. I um I couldn't sleep this morning, so I started reading. Sorry. Now this is what the show is about. <laughs> uh, so Marianne started out as a socialist figure, but then um. When capitalists decided that liberal democracy was going to be better, uh, they kind of just yoinked her and made her yeah. theirs as like a symbol of a republic rather than a socialist symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost trademarked. It's almost like it's almost this is social imperative for for authority figures to appropriate mm-hmm. cultures to. Uh, Colombia was uh, speaking of which Colombia was often portrayed as a Native American princess because you know so many Native American cultures have a concept of a princess. Now, right. Almost no Native American cultures. I don't even think there were any had high like a hereditary leadership. That's no. not how they did leadership. <laughs> no, most. No, they had, there was a lot of different governmental structures within a lot of Native American tribes because I mean. Yeah, no, gamut, yeah. But the idea of uh, the idea of a uh, monarchy—they weren't monarchs. American cultures was—they were not monarchs. Was ridiculous. I mean, most First Nation Native American, um, I guess, descent lines was always matrilineal because everybody kno- yeah, knew were. who your mother was. Right, your dad might be a little bit more sketchy, but you always knew who your mother was. Well, and, <laughs> and you fall down sex- that well, line. Sex- well, in sexual like monogamy wasn't necessarily the norm amongst na- Native tribes either. Yeah. Um, I know it was. It wasn't the Mayans. I think it was. I think it was the Incans who were um, monogamous and stressed monogamy or stressed uh, abstinence before marriage. But that was kind of that was weird because it was an outlier. Um, Mm. Sex wasn't so strictly regulated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, they got. Religious people now have a fucking problem. They fixate way too much on it, and it's just okay. I they think about buttholes way more than anyone else does, especially people who like (laughs) sex with or involving buttholes. They think about it way more than the people who like doing that and know they like it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely bizarre. I have a hard I have a hard time imagining people that that think about it more than I do, but it's true. (laughs) 
They do. They think about it in ways I can't imagine because I'm like, (laughs) I think about it and I'm like, cool. And then like, I, you know, I masturbate and then I'm done. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 They think about it more than I do. And uh, the first time I ever meet anybody, I'm like, hey, you've got a butthole. (laughs) 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 You got one of those. I got one of those. Neat. (laughs) Okay. That is yeah, one of those great equalizer things. Like it work, you know, that's around. a whole nother matter. And Sash picked up on it too, and I was going to make the joke. And I'm like, you said a hard time, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, go. Uh, I'm going to play for you guys a voicemail because I, I honestly can't think of a good place to shoehorn it in on the show this week. So, uh, Kyle, Felicia, have you did you guys go back and go out and listen to this when I sent it to you this week? No, I, no, I, I didn't. I listened. This the one on the show notes. <laughs> I listened to the first 30 seconds and I went, no. Well, that's good because it's only like 35 seconds. So uh here's here's this guy. Hang on. Uh let me this guy's just so fucking mad. And okay. this just came out of nowhere. I was like making what was I making? I was like st- sitting in front of the pressure cooker, just got done putting together like a beef stew, and this guy just voicemails the show out of fucking nowhere, out of with the New York um uh what the hell is it? area code. So I don't know if it's a troll or not, but I wrote him back and we'll get to that in a second. Here's the, here's this guy's voicemail. I just want to say you're a bunch of fucking cowards and losers, pieces of fucking human shit. Like most. Right off the bat. What a fine Christian gentleman. Cowards. (laughs) I don't know how we're cowards. (laughs) I, 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 Bob K's got, Bob K went out and watched that video from a lady that was defending the, uh, the Jewish guy. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> we'll get to it. we'll get to that in a second, but I want to let this guy play. That was five seconds in. Here we go. JCSR, just want to let you know that you're nothing, and you're gonna die nothing. And you're gonna die nobody because you are nobody, and that's true. You're just a bunch of rotting fucking flesh in a sack. Accurate. I mean, I mean, you're gonna die this nobody too. From mommy's so. basement. <laughs> Like, who, yeah, you're going to die nobody, too. What are you talking about? We're all... <laughs> I want us to stop having such a capitalistic celebrity culture in general. I don't know what you want, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, I got 600 fucking likes on Twitter, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a somebody. Hey. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, Mike, it's not It's not Trump. No, it, it, it's not. from. It came from New York, but that doesn't mean it's Trump. So hang on. And that's what you'd be when you die and ride in fucking flesh in the ground. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to fucking like space, motherfucker. Everybody else. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, I'm, I already signed my contract with the Neptune Society, so they're going to toss my ashes in the ocean. So hopefully the, hopefully the guy will eat a fish that gets some of my ashes and get sick. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit on a box in the show. <laughs> and to get to that point like i had my dad come over last night and he was talking with me about that uh grandma's body is done with science science is done with her yeah and so they gave him the ashes and he was talking about how there's like screws in there and stuff i'm like yeah it doesn't get hot enough to melt those dad wow that's and, crazy <laughs> so like all of your implants and stuff get back to you as well so yeah yeah was he sifting through the ashes or something no but he what heard it hell? like clink he heard it clinking in the glass jar that so, he has. but but he, they gave it to him and he's got it in this fucking mason jar and yeah. he's like i need to get an urn for her i'm like dad she was a fucking yeah. hell you know you don't need to get an urn for her just fucking <laughs> what you need to do is you need to put a piece of fucking masking tape over that jar that just says mom in sharpie on it and put it on the shelf she would laugh her balls off about something like that. Uh, and he's like do you want some ashes i'm like no no. Really? Just no, I'm good, guys. <laughs> it's actually really sweet. Bud, my friend who passed away a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, they went and got his favorite beer, a growler for of his favorite beer to put him in. And um, they, they gave him a fresh growler. They, they weren't going to ask for that. They were just going to buy it. <laughs> um, but they, then they told him why they were there. And like just out of the kindness of um, Fat Tire. Is I was going to say it was Fat Tire, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Bad tired, just out awesome. of the great kindness of their heart because they were there for their dying friend. They took him on a tour of the whole brewery and like in the growler, just like <laughs> no, 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 no. But he wasn't in the growler yet. He oh, wasn't okay. dead yet. He wasn't dead yet. Oh, <laughs> no, but uh, so and that's no, where no. we do the bottling. That's where he, you are. <laughs> uh, my my friend Swiffer, um, my Roger's friend, 
as well. And then, uh, wait, is this a nickname or was this like a real duster? uh, (laughs) I don't, I I don't know. I'm sorry. I I don't know if it's his, I I can't remember if there's a real connection to his name or it doesn't matter. Um, but Weaver also known as Weaver. And then, um, my ex-boyfriend and still good friend, William, uh, they went out there and uh, they they took pictures and everything because you know their fr- their dying friend couldn't yeah. literally be there. Um, William apparently had a breakdown at the end, started actually crying. Thank goodness that man did he not. He needs to. He needs to cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, like so when we went to transfer, dear beloved Bud. <laughs> into the beer bottles to go to certain family members and the growler. I don't know if you guys know this, but that stuff, that ash is real lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) It will will float. I have inhaled more of my friend than I ever thought I would. (laughs) He is now a part of you. (laughs) Yeah, no, you need to, uh, you need to mix it with some Everclear first. Right. Well, he would have, he would have appreciated that. Yeah, <laughs> he was a drunk, which didn't contribute to his cancer at all. There was this cancer was a time bomb on his life. He was going to die of it when he did. There was, was just literally well nothing he could have done. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So yeah, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna end up in the ground. Yeah, right. we have a very healthy view of our own mortality. So good, good I'm not job, you buddy. Forward to it, but yeah, I know it's gonna happen. Anyway, good fucking bye. Your pieces of garbage, just like most atheists. All atheists usually are, anyway. Tends to be pieces of garbage. So, yeah. Okay. So he I mean, just lays into us some more. Lays into us some more. Pieces of garbage. That, that yeah, person, you atheist pieces of garbage. That person does not sound particularly happy in their existence. They they really don't. I mean, I won't really disagree with them that most atheists are pieces of garbage. Yeah, they but, really are. But so are most. But so are most humans. So mm. David Silverman. <laughs> is you know, he, sounds, he sounds like one of the incels that I have to deal with at work. <laughs> So he just got done laying into us, but wait till you hear how he finishes it off. Hang on. Oh, good. Just want to wish you a, a happy day and uh, take care and let you know your pieces of trash. Take care. Oh, take care. Well, Jesus loves you too. Thank you. <laughs> we got two take cares and I just want to let you know you're a piece of garbage. And I'm like, yeah, you don't ever go play in my Minecraft world because I have a plaque on the wall that says I am trash on it in my own Bible. <laughs> and it's where I throw my garbage. What is it? So, it's a what the divine uh <laughs> eat shit, legalize murder. <laughs> like <laughs> I love okay. her. let's see. <laughs> it was legalized cannibalism, is what it was. <laughs> Take whatever you like. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking garbage, so what? Oh. And so he was I I wrote him back and I, I know how to get under people's nerves here. And I said, sounds great. Thanks for the call. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <sighs> and he said, he right. wrote, so he got pissed off enough that he wrote back immediately saying, atheists are the most hated group in the world. Yeah, we know. But I know, but like, so why are you dogpiling on, dickhole? You know, yeah, like... <laughs> Why don't you find a harder target? <laughs> is is that is that really still true? Like I don't know. in the age of Donald Well, pe- willing true? well it's it's not that it's necessarily in practice true, but it is true in like people's feelings um because in practice being a trans woman of color is probably the most hated. But people aren't like right. willing to admit that outright whereas they're like yeah, no, atheists are clearly evil and <laughs> Right. I mean, and I know I'm not really getting off an aesthetic tonight of not evil, but <laughs> or not evil is good. Evil right. is not right. Well, the the funny thing, the funny the thing aesthetics about, of it can be. They sure can. But the funny thing about like that those surveys is they really, really, really should follow up the question of you know, do you you know, mistrust or, or hate atheists with, do you know what atheism is? Because I can guarantee you there's a good portion of them that don't understand it. Or no, a lot no. of them think that atheists, all atheists are anti-theists, not just not a lack of belief in God, but just hate other people and their religions and want to destroy other religions just for the sake of 
they're stupid. You know, it's I I I think it's more that they think that the atheist is someone who rejects morality because they think that they got their morality from God, which they didn't. Right. I mean, it's the basic hierarchical layout. Um, I once got into a socialist about this uh, as a socialist or communist, whatever one, both, both, both fit. Um, (laughs) But uh, I asked, how can anyone be a socialist and be religious? Because like the classic Marxist look is that uh, is Marxism for one is intensely materialistic, that we cannot assume that there is anything but the material world. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm not quite as material as Marx, but I get where he's coming from. Um, so then I asked, how can one be an atheist socialist? And they, I got uh, somebody who came in and said, well, I'm a Catholic socialist. And I said, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wait, oh. hold up. Because <laughs> socialism for its part, is the idea that we need to reduce unjust hierarchies as much as possible. The anarchist, which I do lean more towards, is uh, that we need to eliminate all unjust hierarchies, right? Where socialism is, depending on who you're talking to, is the idea of reducing hierarchy. Um, You might notice that doesn't jibe with the Catholic Church. I don't know if anyone's noticed that, (laughs) but it's an intensely hierarchical system, right? How the fuck can you be a socialist? They said said that the hierarchy isn't really a hierarchy, but that it was a a system in which we support each other. And I said, they use that hierarchy to fuck kids. What are you talking about? And they were like, look, you didn't want to argue, so I'm not going to argue. I'm like, no, 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 socialist. I'm not letting you off the hook on this one. The Catholic Church is one of the most egregious, unjust hierarchies on the planet. (laughs) We're beyond that now. You do not get to claim (laughs) socialism and Catholicism. I'm sorry, you don't. You can claim Quakerism and socialism. Those two are actually shockingly aligned. Um, (laughs) But you, you do not get to call yourself a socialist Catholic without someone going, hold the fuck on. Are you telling me you want to abolish unjust hierarchies, but want to prop up one of the, one of the most, worst? Yeah, one of the like historically one of the worst hierarchies. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. they have the Catholic. you so much harder. Yeah, and then they have the, like the so-called Catholic Worker Movement, which was Michael Harrington was involved in, and Dorothy Day, of course, founded that. How? How do you have? Yeah, an egalitarian. Catholic structure. Have any of them seen the Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney's version? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, you should. Look, it, I, it actually. Look, I still remember. I think the last Disney was for Lawton and Cheney. That's a good one. What? What? The Lawton and Cheney. The Cheney um, is the silent one. It's yeah, silent no, one. it doesn't. Uh, so, if you haven't seen the Disney one, uh, the it's got some tone problems. The gargoyles are trash. Um, <laughs> and Demi Moore's character no, you, you, uh, pole dancing and doing all she sorts was of... pole dancing. That was my first introduction to a martini spin, which is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but uh, Esmeralda is super self actualizing. Like you need to understand this. She is no one's pawn. She is no one's object. Like she's treated as an object. But she is very self-actualized. It's it's really cool. She's not drug along by the plot. She she grabs the plot and goes, I'm going this way. Like it's really good. <laughs> and Frollo um, is the fucking the incel. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is. He's also uh, a perfect like visual of how like hierarchical systems can be so oppressive. Uh he's an abuser. He uh um then you've got your uh, Captain Phoebus, who in the original novel was closer to Gaston than anyone else. Um, <laughs> and the goat, Esmeralda's goat, is in the book. 
I just need everyone to know this. <laughs> That's actually he has fear. the goat in the book, and <laughs> the goat is like the only one who lives in the book. But um, goats are cool. <laughs> Spoiler: I love goats. But Esmeralda is actually so in the Disney version. It's not to say it's not problematic. It is. But, but it was a product of the mid '90s, so it was. But it was also really far ahead of its time. Like its focus on the concept of justice and equality. Um, uh, Victor Hugo was later in his life after he wrote uh, Notre Dame de Paris, which was translated in English to The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's not the direct translation by any means, because no, um, those words aren't even in there. <laughs> no, uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame de Paris, right? And then hmm. there's also Notre Dame in of Paris, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh later in his life, he was a socialist, but when he wrote that, he wasn't. And it was more just people suck, but the edifice, the building itself. Lindsay Ellis has a great essay on this one, you should go watch it. Um, but the building itself is worth preserving just by its existence in this space. And, and Notre Dame really has been, has been quite the building. Um, but if you haven't, go watch Hunchback of Notre Dame, like uh, the Disney version, you're going to be like, son of a bitch. Yeah, justice. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to get into it. I promise. It's really good. Yeah, fucking sanctuary. You're right. Well, the last Disney movie I saw in the theater was Aladdin. Not a bad one. What the animated or the most recent the animated one? Okay, oh, that's yeah. the last Disney movie you saw in the theater. I've been rewatching Maleficent tonight. You know that oh, I love that movie. I do too. I really love it. <laughs> I'm it's... really looking forward to the sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I watch the shit out of it. I get to go see that one next week. Night this coming. Well, Hashtag my trash. Uh... Charlton Copley plays a good villain. He always plays a good villain. Oh yes, he does. Uh, but I will never stop using the the gif of uh, Angelina Jolie's Maleficent going like it's so good mm. <laughs> like the, the, the dark and then the uh, like the the, yeah, she's so good um, her and dad's trash that. though <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not a great film is anybody, huh? it's not a great film but it's um it's a lot of fun and uh underrated film it, i think it's underrated too i think it it got a worse reputation because it is all about women it's well, the soundtrack all was good about too. women surprisingly it was actually a really good soundtrack so oh yeah beautiful soundtrack in in it, visiting it tonight i was just like damn yeah yeah so, no i would i would highly encourage anybody anybody to uh anybody that has second thoughts about it to revisit it because well, it it has a lot of really surprising things. It, it, it's not even like, because it was it was before Disney. It, like Disney was like, oh, feminism's cool. But like they didn't know to do like we can girl boss. We cash in on it. They didn't know how to do girl boss yet. They didn't know how to lean in. So they actually like had somebody who understood some issues of feminism. <laughs> and so like, then it's actually like, it does actually emerge as like an actual feminist film. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there are there are a lot of fantastic themes in that in that film. It yeah. really is, including well, rape. Well, Disney Plus comes out next month, so after an episode of Mandalorian, I might check out Maleficent. Yeah, you should. I, it's it's fun. They've it's released them too. They've released the Mandalorian uh, Lego sets this week too, because mm-hmm. it's been Fourth, oh, fourth Friday was uh, recently. So yeah, and, there, and there's a there's a whole lot coming from uh, New York Comic Con. They're a tie fighter. That's all I care about. Well, there's an ATST in the Mandalorian, so I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I can't fucking wait to see that. I'm I'm a sucker for those things, and it looks like they're on Endor. So <laughs> it, it's, it's Star Wars. It's John Favreau. It's Taika Waititi. I'm yes. I'm sorry. There's nothing else you need to do to sell me on this one. <laughs> and, and she's who's gonna tell her. Back to Hunchback, real quick. Okay, back um, we were done with that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I know. I know a few of the animators that worked on that film. There's a song in there mm-hmm. that ironically inspired the name of this song, of this show. It's called "God Help the Outcasts." Yeah. Okay. I I love that song. I'm never not gonna love that song. It, well, I don't take it literally. It's a fantastic piece. Really good. <laughs> that, really that, good. That movie has some fantastic music. 
Yeah, it's because it's not the Alan Menken, you know. Yeah, Heaven's Light contrasted with Hellfire. Dear God, it's one of my favorite, like, like Heaven's Light, and then it turns right into Hellfire, and I'm just like, right. I don't even know. That's so right. good. It's right. so good. There's so much. There's so much that's fantastic about that movie, but I will forever hate it for just bastardizing the the fucking source material. Well, no, the source material. Victor Hugo would have been fine with it. He bastardized it himself. He, he would have. Yes, he would. No, have he did do it. it. He did. Did you not well, know this? Yeah, so, he rewrote it as a musical called Esmeralda, where he changed a bunch of shit. The fuck. Yeah. No, yeah. why did I not know about this? Yeah, Victor Hugo doesn't give a shit what you do with it. The whole point was focusing on the building. I always thought well, Alexander Dumas wrote The Hunchback of Notre Dame. No, Victor Hugo. No, the uh, is, Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Same guy. Yeah, du- du- Dumas, Dumas was the uh, man in the iron mask in The Three Musketeers. Yeah, Queen Margot. And my and my over 100-year-old copy of uh, The Count of Monte Cristo I have over here, too. Yeah, so. Victor Hugo would have been fine with rewriting it for a time that was more appropriate. No, he didn't well, give a shit. Well, fuck. Yeah, so yeah, now you gotta yeah. stop hating it for that reason. Well, fuck you, Victor Hugo. You ruined the <laughs> story. <laughs> so I do have to take it back. Uh, producer of that soundtrack was Alan Menken, but he he didn't like he didn't have Producers a huge heavy hand in anything. it. So. Producers don't do anything. Well, he wrote he wrote he wrote some of the songs, so I have oh. to take that back. But it wasn't like it wasn't his entire show, like Little Mermaid or Aladdin, you know. Good point. Alan Menken's he's good at what he does. Yes. The songs are so pretty. It's some it's it's actually some of my favorite songs in all of Disney. Um, they're also some of the hardest to sing. Not kidding. They're very difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, he also did the uh he he's the one that made Little Shop of Horrors like the soundtrack to that one too. So I mean, hmm. so I, I give him credit where credit is due. That's a fucking fantastic right. movie. So like I said, he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. Yes. So let's see. Cilia says, I hope the remake of Little Mermaid proves me wrong about uh, Disney remakes are starting to get stale now. I want to see Maleficent too, but Little Mermaid proves me wrong, hopefully. So no, it's going to be terrible. They're going to make a whole point about how it's definitely not about a man. Has nothing. She's just she's hashtag girl boss. Hashtag lean in. Oh God, it's gonna be awful. <laughs> it's not even like good feminism. It's just, uh, Belle tried to escape twice instead of one. Like, <laughs> like Belle wasn't already like in the original cartoon, a self-actualized woman who was just like, "You get on my level." Like that was Belle, right? Where uh-huh. we're gonna see, where we're gonna see if if they make mistakes with this movie, it's going to be in trying to recapture what the animated film was rather than trying to imagine it as something new no they're gonna they're gonna make her a hashtag girl boss i i don't know that i don't know that they have their fingers that no that's been their thing that's been their thing lately is like lean in and just just shitty feminism just shitty capitalist feminism and not (laughs) they're cashing in on it Yeah. yeah And while ignoring that their racism ever existed, which is like, <laughs> I, I think, cool. I, I think that is, that is a, a perspective from the outside. And so not the intention <laughs> of the films. moving on to another comment that we have out there. Head, uh, let's see. Any mouse says, I think that Disney should do an animated remake of Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> as long as well, they, they, they own yeah. the rights, they would. Uh, my background on my laptop, which do I don't... they not now? Didn't Fox make Mad Max? I I would need to Google that real quick. Uh, I'm just gonna see what Fury Road is underneath. Uh, <sighs> I love that movie so much. Such a fantastic movie. So I, George I, Miller. <laughs> I I literally cannot wait for the Fury. Okay, nope. Uh, Warner Brothers. So that's safe. oh good good Uh, but then then head cynic says well how about death race 2000 i've watched the remake of death race 2000 oh it was terrible yeah it was well the first one was was not exactly cinematic on the rancy ballot (laughs) so mad max fury road is uh one of my two favorite movies of all time Mm -hmm. uh the first one being moulin rouge 
tied. Her favorite movie is Mad Max Fury Road. This is stuck for years now. Um, Just go back and listen to the, our first couple of episodes when that came out. So I still haven't. I, it's still true. It's still true. I love them both so much. I could die. I've not seen literally any other Mad Max film. It's okay. You don't really need to. No, you don't really need to. No, just, it, you do not. It just gives you a little bit of um, foreknowledge of the kind of character that Max really is because well, he wants to pretend to be this it. stoic, hard-ass bastard, but he does well, have a heart of gold kind of well, thing. But that was what's great about that movie is that like, he actually has like a really good arc. The The thing about that that universe is George Miller hasn't really defined whether the Max you see in Fury Road is the same Max. Ooh. Okay, that's a new one. There is the idea out there that that is a, a, that has become essentially a title passed around. And See, it I is, thought it was know, him because he still had the same AMC javelin, you know. Unstable. It, yeah, which he got from the original Max, probably. <laughs> he could he is mad. He might have just assumed an identity. Just saying. So, I don't know. That's 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 weird headcanon. I'm not going down. Yeah, that, yeah. So. They, they, it's, it's something that's not. It's something that's not defined and was kind of. A, I actually would really like to not watch the other ones because I don't want to get to know Mel Gibson's Max. I just don't. It was before Mel Gibson got crazy. Was it? it back when he he wasn't back rich at that he, time? Yeah. Was was he still anti-Semitic? Probably. Well, I mean, he's oh. Australian, so and Catholic. His, his dad. <laughs> his dad is a, a major factor for Catholic. that one. So. I'm sorry, I probably, I probably, I probably who's actually listening in on this before I said anything. By the way, how the fuck was I not raised around like a ton of anti-Semitism? Because my grandparents and their parents before them were just good Catholics, like good, good Catholics. Oh, BJ what wants to remind me once. <laughs> It's they were never anti-Semitic. No, it's probably, oh, it's probably there was notice the anti-Semitism. Of, there was plenty of anti-Semitism in Western PA where I grew up. Well, yeah, my family was, was from New York. Western PA. <laughs> yeah, I was my family say. was from rural New York. There should <laughs> oh, have been anti-Semitism. Oh, was, I never heard any. I'm not kidding. None. None. Oh, okay, so they're just really good about not saying it in front of you. That, <laughs> that's what be. it is. Yeah. Well, because you know how anti-Semites are like, you know what? We feel this way, but we're not going to pass it on to our grandkids. Well, there's a lot of people that have these old, outdated, terrible views, but they're also like, I can't have the kids saying that at school. But that's no, I'm not. I'm not for some of those like, guys. I, don't, I don't think that was it because my grandparents were like, no, God's a man. How dare you even question it? Like they were very Catholic, but none of the anti-Semitism. I don't get it. I don't know how that happened, but it's true. It's also, my grandfather was a member of the NAACP. Yes, he had the same skin color as me. So BJ wants to remind me that it wasn't a javelin. It was a modified Ford Australia Falcon. So the yeah. Falcon in Australia was a lot cooler car than we had here. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Felicia. For your sake, I'd rather not have you be raised by anti-Semites. Seriously, said Celia. No, I would. I. I'm. I'm there. I'm happy that I wasn't. Head cynic wants to know if we've ever seen the following movies on this list here. Uh, Earth Girls are easy. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely yes, love that movie. Yes. No. And yes. And love that movie. Well, no, one of like the um, one of Jim Carrey's and probably best. Okay, so Felicia, these aliens crash land on a planet. And that into a back backyard pool that's owned by Gina Davis from yeah. uh, Beetlejuice, and they're they're furry alien people, and she takes them to a spa to get them to be unfurred, and when they come out, one is Damon Wayans, mm-hmm. one is uh, Je- Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and the other one is uh, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Mm-hmm. So this was all before they were anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Earth Girls are easier when the B-52s made their comeback after Ricky Wilson died of AIDS back in, what, 85, 84? Yeah. It was a good movie. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's one of, that's in my Razzie's Holy a Holy box. (laughs) It's one of those, it's so bad, it's endearing. Like, I'll go back and watch it. 
I'll go back and watch it every once in a great while, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, this movie uh, still is trash." Yeah, no, it, it's one that's it's one that's on the on the back burner, waiting for my kids just to get old enough to right. start. I think Rift Tracks did that movie. Did yeah. that movie too? Yeah. What are you boys gonna do with those pies? <laughs> don't for, hey, don't forget the candy can the candy um. Yeah. it's it's the cotton candy gun that puts the cotton, yeah, oh, yeah the that's cotton gonna be, candy cocoons yeah that's it's probably so going to be one of those films <laughs> i show my kids around their 21st birthdays and <laughs> all sit down and get pretty pretty drunk and watch a movie oh it's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah okay and the last one is santa claus conquers the mark the martians oh of course Look, they used to show that Every Christmas, oh, um, yeah. to, that to is a theater back back in Pittsburgh. That, that is, is public fact. domain, so we can do that on the show without having to worry about copyright. Oh fuck yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh. He yeah. has Adora earned her Golden Globe for that movie. Here, we're just gonna do a, <laughs> no, uh, no, no. a face capture. She, she got the Golden Globe for <laughs> no. She she Pia's Adora got the Golden Globe for Butterfly, which I'm telling you, Butterfly makes. Santa Claus Conquer the Martians look like um, Gone with the Wind. Oh, it's bad. It's really yeah. bad. <laughs> with June Lockhart and Orson Welles as a leering, dirty old man as a judge. Hey, but he, he married a capitalist and played himself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, wasn't Orson Welles the one that ended his life essentially hucking frozen peas and yeah. You will always be known as Unicron from now on. <laughs> I just love watching the outtakes of the them filming that commercial for the champagne. Ah, oh, the finest of California <laughs> champagnes. <laughs> he's just like oh, he's missing his cue, missing his mark. <laughs> like I'm fucking Orson Welles. There's a there's a reason that that commercial is the reason that they do not actually let the people who are doing the advertising in the filming commercial actually drink the alcohol they're advertising. <laughs> Fair so enough. Funny. There might be a writer on his contract, though. He's working well. I need drink. I still remember the story that Miss Paul Pink used to say. Paul Pink had the famous Pink's hot dog stand here in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Orson Welles would come by and he would eat like 14 chili dogs two or three trays of fries, a couple bottles of soda, and a couple pieces of cake. Mr. Pink kept telling Orson, hey, you keep eating that, you're going to get fat. <laughs> and then somebody cast him as Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that God. was his last role, wasn't it? I don't, I think mm-hmm. like, it was. Uh, no, there, there was one role that he did after that, and it was a Henry Jaglom film, and I'm trying to remember the, the title. Oh, that, that, doesn't really, I, that doesn't really matter. I'm just I'm just pissed off that you made me think of Pinks because now now I actually have a reason to go back to L.A. No, I went to the Pinks in Hawaii and it was garbage. It was terrible. No, no, no. That's you gotta because, go to the real that's one, because, man. That's because it's a Pinks in Hawaii. You gotta go to the. No, that's like the re, the only reason, the only valid reason to go to L.A. Yeah, for a fucking hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, <And> Langer's pastrami. <laughs> Fuck you! I will travel for a hot dog. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, let me know when you're here, fella. We'll go. Touché. I will I will send you a message. I will send you a message if I ever somehow wind up in LA again. I've been <laughs> resisting it. Hey, I might be going to Disneyland again. So <laughs> oh, nice. it's okay. No, Disneyland's okay because Anaheim is not LA. Right. <laughs> we we drove the periphery of LA to get to the Universal Studios and we're like, okay, yeah, we don't want to be in this town. Yeah, I wouldn't even go to Universal. <laughs> Fuck Universal City. God damn it. It was fun for the time we were there, and I was—I'm the movie nerd, so I was like, "Oh, we're on the lot. Oh, I've seen the movies that were filmed here. Oh, that's really cool." And I'm like, "Hey, I just watched The Good Place, and that's the yogurt stand that they had there when it was all uh, soft serve yogurt." <laughs> I'm like, "That should have been the first fucking hint that they were not in heaven." Yeah, you know? that it wasn't the good place. Well, to be fair, she did figure it out a lot. <laughs> like, like they really had to up their scam. <laughs> I just know, but it's one of those things where you go back and watch it in retrospect, and you're like, "Fuck, the signs were there; they were all there." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It is past an hour. We need to we need to bail and go do the regular show, guys. It's been fun. Uh, we got to run. We got to do all that other fun stuff, and uh, you know, you know what we do. Anyway, 
thanks for coming out everybody we'll uh we'll talk at you next week and i'm gonna do that thing where i move take care guys goodbye screen and uh, have a good one joe have a good one everyone for you an inside look at the local covid vaccine trial for kids what children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated today at 4 p.m on nbc4 tonight it's the voice live rounds and nick jonas wants his first win let's get this done who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here watch live and vote to save your face the voice live rounds tonight on nbc